Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Press Next Podcast. And this one is fun because the biggest night in cinema history just happened. The Oscars. So you yeah, know we're about to talk to about the, that. For sure. Shout out to the Academy Awards, everybody who won. But we was not finna, you know, as a as a podcast about movies and documentaries and TV show. There's no way we not going to talk about the Oscars, especially what happened. Yeah, <laughs> we got to address that too. We got to do it before For the week's over sure. because everybody's addressing it. <laughs> yeah, and by the time y'all heard this, it'll be uh, a week past, but I think it'll still be on your mind. Uh, so don't worry about it. Listen, welcome in to everybody who is new. We are a podcast. We talk about, again, TV shows, documentaries, and movies and how they apply to real life. And welcome back to everybody who has already been a fan and followed and everything else. But if you're new, go ahead and drop a review. Hit us, you know, hit the little follow link on whatever you're listening on this to. What, what the hell was that? Whatever you are listening to this podcast on, you should click and follow our podcast so we can give you updates. You should follow us on Twitter. Uh, on um, Instagram, on Facebook, on everything you can, social media, it is Press Next Podcast. Hit that follow, leave reviews, because we are lit, and we hope that you think that we lit, too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because we are. Yeah, you lit. You more lit than I am. I'll say that. (laughs) All right. That's why you're the love of my life. The thing with the Oscars is that I feel like every time I watch it, I'm like, I never even heard of some of these movies. Like, I never saw previews. <laughs> That's funny because I feel like, on the other hand, and this is this is why we started this show, right? This is the dichotomy of you and I. On the other hand, I never feel lost. Um, I just feel like, are people really watching these movies? And I'm actually really excited for this episode. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I'm going to get to explain to everybody the differences in the different categories and why they're important. And I think that may help our listeners. I think that may even help you when you begin to watch films, to start to watch films, how those at the Academy are judging films. Yeah. Not just it being entertainment, you know? Right. Yeah. And a lot of I feel like I was more in tune this year than I have been in previous years with what movies were winning awards and I'd at least heard of them I had just never watched them and it might just be me but I feel like a lot of movies that win awards aren't movies that we see in the theaters Oh for sure for sure I think they come out in theaters but they come out at like a different time so here's like my theory of uh Corey's theory of movie relativity right <laughs> right is um, big blockbuster movies come out in the summer, right? Because you want them to be... those. Are, these are like your high action movies. This is why Marvel starts to drop in like April, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like get to the May time. So that that like May to um, early September, perfect time to drop all your high action, big budget movies because people are out of school. People will go to the movies to see them. And so we get those during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, this is my theory, and this is not to say that this is fact or that some other movies don't come out at different times. 
And then from September, the month of September, you get like um, some like, I think that's the, the perfect time for like romantic comedy. I was going to say like feel good movies. You know, movies. like the, yeah, the nice little cool fall feel good movies. And then October, you get the, you get the scary rush. And mm, October mm-hmm, through November true. is kind of the same where you get, September is that rom-com. October is the uh, scary rush. November, again, is kind of the rom-com. And then towards the end of November and December, we move into the family movie time. Yeah. Right? This is like where the breaks are, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all the other uh, holidays. And, you know, people are off and and have time to see these family movies. I feel like there's Um, a lot of good movies coming out this May. I just remember, like, when we've gone to the movies recently... And I guess we've gone to watch like Marvel stuff, but all the previews were like May 2022. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. May is May is when the big movies drop. The big budget action movies, that's when they mm-hmm. be dropping. Mm-hmm. Then we move it's to January. And that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like January to March are when the Academy Award movies start to come out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The ones that are like, they're just really high on story uh, and... Uh, they're dramas. They're like big dramas. And sometimes I don't feel like people are drawn to go see dramas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do I really want to go sit in a movie theater for this? Um, and I may be wrong there, but this is my theory. I think they're like the throwaway movies, the you movies know, you just try to try out, they kind of happen during January to March. You just said something that was like a light bulb moment. Do I really want to go sit in a theater? For this, because for us, we're Cinemark movie members, so we get at least one ticket per month, right? So we can see something that's come out that even if we maybe don't want to see it, we have a credit, so we can, um, or we're willing to, whereas people who are just buying a ticket, you know, you may not want to spend $10 seeing something that you're not super interested in. So yeah, that was an interesting take. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, indeed. And then we then the cycle just kind of completes again. Um, we get the awards, and then people are like, who saw that? <laughs> uh, obviously, somebody saw it. Right. And that's not to say that some of the some of the movies are, you know, they're big movies. They're, they mm-hmm. came out at, uh, a big time, and we'll talk about those. But, like, I feel like that's, that's how cinema kind of is cyclical. And if you want to call my bluff just let's just look now netflix kind of kills that i'm talking about movies that come out in the theaters okay netflix don't care because like you always at the house mm-hmm. so they don't care when they honestly if i was netflix i'd be trying to drop my big movies in january's yeah when nobody you know else what i'm saying is. we ain't no other like movie competition out <laughs> like i'm yeah. trying to drop my movies then uh and then because you don't want to drop around like if marvel is dropping like if i did a, a movie and Marvel dropped the movie, and they they figured out the release date was the same day. I'm moving my movie. Yeah, for sure. Because Marvel's not always going to dominate. I that is not happening. I'm not opening with Marvel, bro. Sorry, <laughs> it is not. If Marvel had a movie every weekend, I'm never putting a movie out. <laughs> That's funny. It's too hard. Yeah, it's too hard to go against. But um, this Oscars, let's just go ahead and, and jump into it. This Oscars was spicy for um, a completely different reason. Mm-hmm. And most people have been like, you know, we should just not talk about this and move on. But I think that um, we're going to talk about it anyway. So if you don't want to listen to this part, don't listen to it. If you want to, <laughs> let's talk about it now. If you want to hear our uh, unwanted opinions. Yes. If you do not know, then you obviously have not been 
paying any kind of attention to the social Where have you been? Which is, which is okay. If that's not what you do, that's right. fine. But if you listen to this and you're like, oh, I never knew. At the Oscars, there was a moment where the famed, the GOAT, Chris Rock, the comedian, was on stage um, and he was announcing the winner of the documentary um, feature little section. Very big moment. Uh, especially because my boy Quest Love was nominated. Quest Love. Yeah. And so this was a big moment. And in general, this is a very big Oscars for black people in general. But I don't want people to get caught in the sauce of like that I care that it was the Oscars or not. So well, I'm just going to tell you what happened. Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, were sitting literally front row. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which means you're slated to win an award, but also... If you're in a comedy world, you're going to catch some jokes. Right. And um, that's what happened. Chris Rock laid a joke out that obviously was not a joke uh, on Jada. And he made a comment about her hair. Uh, Jada, I love was you. A G- Can't wait for G.I. Jane too. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And um, somebody also made a point that she was wearing like a green, like army green like dress or whatever. Like maybe that could have played a, a role in it and... Uh, and other people said that the writers wrote that joke and he didn't write that joke, which if you're a writer and, and you wrote that joke, how bad do you feel right now, right? Um, <laughs> Honestly, but, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine writing a joke, somebody else performs it. And then the next thing that happens is, you know, there's like a laugh that goes on and then Will Smith casually walks the like the 60 feet that it is to Chris Rock on stage. This is happening live. And, you know, we're all like, oh, this is about to be like a little funny bit. You know, he's about to like act like he's about to beat him up or whatever. And then they're done. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith cold slaps Chris Rock. And well, immediately and- turns around and walks back, sits down and yells out to Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. But he said it not only once, but he said it twice. He said it twice. And listen, the room was too stunned to speak. <laughs> Everybody. You saw Lupita in the back. <laughs> Lupita, Lupita was in the Lupita back. Lupita like, was like, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, she was like, it got nothing to do with me. She knew it the moment when Lupita was all of us, man. Um, so it was just wild that they got her because she was like right behind them. So they got her reaction. But well, we and all were just like, what the heck? Yeah, and I think it was so, like, I hate to describe it like this, but it was so smooth. He just walks up, and he's literally side by side with him when he even moves his arm. It was like a sneak attack, almost. It really it really was like that, but it was a very hard slap. Uh, Chris Rock was kind of even leaning in, had his arms back, so uh, Chris Rock did not know that this was coming uh, at mm-hmm. all, and... Yeah, I mean, he walked on stage and assaulted Chris Rock and then went and sat back down. How gangster was that? In a in a room full of people. So forget the Oscars in general, but it's just a room full of people in general. Like, you just, imagine you just walked up on somebody, slapped him, turned around and sat back down. Like, mm-hmm. it was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, business as usual. And of course, that lit the world on fire. Twitter went wild that night. I didn't go to sleep until very late. We ended up going to... Try to go to sleep early, but that happened right before I was going to bed. So I was up pretty late trying to uh, stick with the news and see who was going to apologize and, the tweets. and stuff like that. Yeah, and the tweets. And 
it was just wild. And I think people have like plenty of thoughts, but like, here's where I stand on this. There is no one right answer. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stand everybody acting like there is. Right. There is always context and levels to everything, right? So there's there's things that I, I feel like stand by. I don't think that it's ever right to assault somebody off of just words. Agreed. Right? There's no real threat there. So I don't think that's ever... Will was not justified in, his fa- in the action of actually assaulting Chris Rock. Will had every right to be upset about the joke. Jada had every right, right to be upset about the joke. Especially understanding that Jada suffers from alopecia. But even if she didn't, if she was upset, they have every... You always have the right to be upset if somebody is laughing at your expense. That's fine. You can probably even yell out and disrupt the show or whatever. That's fine. But assaulting somebody who is not putting you in any threat or danger, even if it is the, the on the option of protecting something, and I put protect in... Um, because I feel like we have to have a conversation around this. I put protect in like air quotes. Because what does it mean to protect your loved one? Mm, that's a good question. So, to me, protecting means looking out for their be- best interest. Not only physically protecting them, but protecting their image, protecting their um, peace. You know, just like protecting everything that is them. Mm. Right. So, I I like that. Um, I like that. I like that breakdown of it. I think it's more than just physical. And I think right, that we equate protection to physical. Right. And that's what you're saying. Um, but people immediately will go to like, no, nah, I want somebody who does the same. Here's the thing. I would... 1,000% slap somebody for you. I would hurt somebody for you. If it were, if it started out in the physical nature. Because then we get to the argument of like, who's right at what point. Now, let's start the escalation. If I make a joke and you slap me and I shoot you, where are we at? You was trying to tell me the slap what? was okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Do you see what it is? My point is that that's so extreme, if, though. <laughs> it is extreme, but think about this: the fact that you walked on stage and slapped me for a joke to me is extreme. I agree. I agree because I don't think that, especially coming from well, and for me, it's just my my take on it is that one. What if you didn't look at everything as what you know? So. Obviously, she knows that she struggles with this, but what if she took a second and thought, maybe he doesn't know that I struggle with this, or maybe he doesn't know that I have alopecia, and that's the reason. Or, like, and I get that people are like, okay, we'll just stop commenting on people's appearances because you don't know what they're going through. True. True. But that is what comedians do, especially front row. All comedians, that's that's what they do. That's how they get their jokes off, right? Because they'll comment on your clothes. They'll comment on your hair. They'll comment on how you look. Because that's the nature of their career. That's the nature and of their profession. Like, right. So essentially, he was up there just doing his job, and he got assaulted at work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another angle you can look at it. And I get it. I mean, I'm the same way. I don't think that you should 
um, you know, clown. There's so many layers. My point to say all of this is that there's mm-hmm. way too many layers. There is no one take that you're going to find on the internet that you're like, this is the one. And if you have sold yourself on the one, I guarantee you, you are missing perspective. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you, you are missing perspective. If you but thought, because my this. question to you, go ahead. I want to preface everything I'm saying with, <laughs> I do not like Jada Pinkett Smith. And I don't know why, but literally a couple weeks ago, somebody posted on Facebook and was like, what is that one celebrity that you dislike for absolutely no reason at all? And I commented, mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know why I dislike this woman, but she just gets on my nerves. So this, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think you need to unpack that within yourself to figure out why you don't like this person. Um, but I feel okay. you. I feel you. Uh, no, no, no. I'll say that. You know, that's how to be saying. That's how to be on Twitter and stuff. Mm, be like, that's uh, you that's how Jada Pinkett Smith speaks. That's why I don't like her. Mm. It's the, it's the um, golly, we're often to say. Anyway, I get it because we don't necessarily know. And as a husband, I've, I've told you this all the time. Um, from Will Smith's standpoint, if I look over and I see you hurting, there is an innate rage inside of me in which I would I want to do the same thing. I, I even want to do worse. But if you can't, everything you do, you can do whatever you want to do in this life. You just got to deal with the, you know, the reactions. Because every for, for every action, there's going to be a reaction, right? But we try to decide what is extreme or not. So we only say that the physical assault is not okay because there's laws surrounding physical assault, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. If there were no laws surrounding physical assault, nobody would care. That's why I use the gun part. What is what is stopping me from using a gun to dis- to to end any dispute? Ah, you know what? I don't like the way you cook my chicken at this Chili's. Come to my table, please, because I'm about to shoot you in the foot. People would say that's excessive. Is it? For sure. For sure it is. But you should also see this is excessive too. Um, so I hate I hate that it had to be, I hate that it was Will Smith. I hate that it was Chris Rock because they literally have like a lot on their plate and they're really unblemished. And unfortunately, when you are black in this world and not the Oscars, fuck the Oscars, I'm talking about this world. And whether you believe it or not, Will Smith and Chris Rock have an image and you know, and you know, I'm talking to you. You know this. If you black, you know that whatever you do, people are looking at you with a microscope. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not saying that you have to do certain things. Live your life how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that that doesn't play a factor in some of the things that we do. Uh, and I know that. And so in that moment, I feel like Will, it was just like, I told you, I think my first thing was like, man, I'm just very disappointed for those two, because I hate that it had to be mm-hmm. them. I, if this was two white people slapping each other, I honestly probably would not care. I'd just be like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but because it was Will Smith and Chris Rock, I don't want to see that. I recognize that it kind of felt like a, you know, two uncles at the cookout just getting in an argument. You know, they fight and it's all love afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I saw an article I didn't want today. the world to see that. I saw an article today that said George Lopez said it's like trying to choose between two parents. For real. That's why I was like, dang, what, for real? And then in the, 
there's so many, you know, if I really wanted to go the woke route, we can talk about a bunch of things. We can talk about toxic masculinity and how this played a role. We can talk about uh, uh, um, how we don't support victims. Did nobody check on Chris Rock? Right. And people so was, many people. Everybody was going to go talk mm-hmm. to Will Smith to console Will. You see the article that said Will Smith consoled by who went to go check on Chris Rock? Come on, fam. Like, we got to see in real time how things happen. Yeah. Chris Rock, though he was out of bounds, you know, in, in the sense of the joke for some people, because some people are going to say he was in bounds. Uh, but I'm going to say because he was out of bounds, I recognize why Will was upset and why Jada was upset. And then, hey, I, Will went out of bounds. But I don't think it was justified out of bounds. And I think Chris Rock should have swung back. <laughs> but he wasn't. He handled himself. Um, you know, I think he was thinking about his career. There's a moment. I don't know if y'all saw this, but I want you to go back and look at that clip. I think about this all the time. I saw it play out. I was watching it. And I was, I was like, saw it on Twitter and everything else. There's a moment. And I recognize this from Chris because I do this all the time. And Katie, you've seen this. Correct me if I'm wrong. When I get mad... And I'm battling in my brain whether or not to do something. You've seen me have that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? what's your next step going to be? Yep. I saw that with Chris Rock. And he even said, he goes, ooh, I could have. You know what? He just definitely said. He literally bit his tongue. Because he was finna fire off something. He was finna. He had. He was. You can see his wheels turning up like, do I fuck my career up right now? Mm-hmm. Do I take a chance of messing my career up? Right. Or do I just tuck it in? But you got to be, you know, you got to be slow to anger and bite that tongue. Because at the end of the day, here's what we will learn. And I promise you this. At the end of the day, either Chris Rock is going to flip this and and press hard. Even I've seen a bunch of comedians coming to his his aid and to the aid of comedy. Either he is going to... Press in and dig in hard and go hard at Will and Jada, or he is going to like not really talk too much about it, and he is going to kind of be like glorified. <clears throat> While Will gets all the punishment as he should, he's going to be held up high, right. guaranteed. And we can already see that in some of his ticket sales. But is Will getting punishment? I think he will. I think he will. And honestly, if I'm Chris Rock, I might not. Um, <laughs> I might not put you in jail. I'm gonna sue your ass though. <laughs> I'm finna sue if I'm Chris Rock but I'm just petty I'm a Scorpio so I'm petty you so are I'm thinking petty. to myself as a black man I'm not gonna put another black man in jail I will get to you though oh I'm gonna get to you I'm gonna make life very difficult for you I'm not gonna physically hit you but I will break you down <laughs> and you will not live, live live that moment down you embarrass me in front of the entire world yeah and that's the thing is that it was on national television <laughs> And, and, and that's people, what, how many memes have we seen? He got to see all of them. He got to see all of them. He didn't see all yeah. the memes, all the jokes. They still going to be there. Anytime they see Chris Rock, because he didn't even react, anytime they see Chris Rock, they going to ask him about that. They're going to make jokes about Chris Rock for forever. You think I'm not finna break you down? Right. I'm finna break you down. Not only am I, if I'm, like I said, I'm Scorpio and I'm petty. If I'm Chris Rock, I'm not only... Uh, um, you know the, the 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 not peaceful soul inside of me. The old Corey, I'll put it like this: the old Corey is going to break you down. 
I'm going to sue you. I'm going to make it bad. I'm going to drag you to court. And every time I touch the stage, you and your family will be the spotlight of my jokes. The spotlight. Let you do anything. You will be the spotlight for the (laughs) rest of your natural born life. And if you perish and your family's still alive, I will continue to attack them. (laughs) Like that will be... If that would be Lord. my thing, old Corey, new Corey, I let myself be immortalized. Like Kendrick said, the one in front of the gun lives forever. I don't say nothing. I leave it alone. Yeah, which is what I think he'll probably do because I saw a clip from a show that he did like last night or the night before. And he was like, if all of y'all came here to hear me say something about that, I don't have anything to say. He said, not yet, at least. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, look at him. He gonna say something. A boy gonna get it off. He gonna say something. Um, but yeah, it's just it was just a He wild said he was thing. still and like he, processing it. Which I'm sure he should, you know. And then they didn't they didn't escort him out. And then there's conflicting reports that came out today, right? The Academy mm-hmm. came out today and said, We asked him to leave, but he didn't leave. And then the producers, who were also black, uh Will Packer, shout out to Will Packer and his team. Um, like I said, just a big moment for black people at the Oscars. The the people Will Packer and them like they ain't tell us none of that. Right. They did not ask Will to leave. So they lying to y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. They trying to make it look like we told Will to leave and Will just decided that he wasn't going to leave. But what place do you know? And this, this is the first question I had. If I if this is my establishment, I asked you to leave and you didn't leave. You don't think I'm going to get the police involved? Right. You're trespassing. And I think that the only reason that they're saying that is people, because people were like, how are you going to let somebody abuse someone and then just remain there? Yes, the academy or messed up. Someone, the academy messed up. They knew Will Smith was going to win Best Actor. They wanted to give him his speech in this moment, and so they let him stay. Mm-hmm. And that was going. That was big for the ratings. It's his first Oscars, right? So, of course, this is huge. The show must go on. They made right. a decision, and they made a terrible one. They protected an abuser. Mm-hmm. So even if, and here's the other. Uh, here's the other precedent. Here's the other precedent. He got on stage in his in his speech and he said, love will make you do some crazy things. Well, one, he said, I feel like God is leading me to show more love and offer Sir. more grace or something like that. Right. Mm, and then Denzel was you, like... Um, I think you misunderstood the assignment. Uh-huh. Facts. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Denzel told me, you know, at the highest moment, the devil will come for you. Sir, you failed that test. You failed it. Mm-hmm. Denzel was right and you failed <laughs> okay like not to say that this is his highest moment you know but when it comes to your career this is you just won the Oscar for best actor right, right. and it's now shadowed by you slapping somebody in the face and you stepped on everybody else's award the award that Chris Rock gave out was for um, because the, nobody the, else the, is even talking about the award no no and people were giving great speeches and, and great people won the award so Let's actually talk about that and move on from Will yes, and Jada. Let's move I would on. just say very disappointed in the entire thing and hoping for healing for everybody in there. And um and the off off chance, Chris Rock, that you ever hear this, bro. I hope that everything is going well. Um and I hope that people have been reaching out he to totally you. Totally listen. Because you need support. You never know. You never know. Shout out to Chris Rock, man. And also shout out to I don't hate Will Smith. Right. I love Will Smith. I just think Will Smith did a really shitty thing. Right. Um but Let's anyway. Let's move on. So let's talk about let's the actual get awards. into it. Yeah, let's talk about the actual award. So, um, best 
picture went to Coda. Did you watch Coda? I didn't, but I want to. And I don't I don't really know what it's about, but I do know that the um the it's short. It is for, a short it's short for something. Oh. No, it's short for child of deaf adults. Oh, okay, that makes sense because the the guy in it is deaf and mm-hmm. he signs throughout the whole movie and he signed his acceptance cool. speech. And it was so neat because they obviously had a translator, but um he was signing the whole thing and everybody was clapping in sign language, which is, you know, raising your hands and turning them mm-hmm. in and out. And that was so neat to me. I'm not going to lie. I may have teared up. You're such a sap. But that's cool. I think if I, I saw that, that was cool. And I think if I was in a building, I probably would do the same thing. Well, I um, think it's a I think it's a big thing for I think it's a big moment for deaf people. I think it's like this is not a barrier. You know? You can win an Oscar. I think that's amazing. Right. Which is wild because like the best picture is um, presented to like the best overall movie of the year. And it didn't actually get like close to perfect ratings. I mean, some sites gave it like a 7 out of 10. Some sites gave it like 8 out of 10. It's an Apple original film. So shout out to Apple for producing. Mm, um, that's why I haven't seen but, it. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, I don't. That's very interesting, but I think that maybe here's where story kind of lies in, right? I think the story is very nice. We've never seen a film about um, impaired hearing in in almost like this natural life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there were a lot of nominees for this category. I'm confused by it. Who is the other? Yeah, read through the other. Yeah, nominee. yeah. So the winner was Coda. The nominees were Belfast, which I haven't seen but heard a lot about. Don't Look Up. We covered that. Drive My Car. Dune. King Richard. Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley. The Power of the Dog. And West Side Story. Those were all nominees. Mm. What? That was definitely the biggest Mm. category. (laughs) Oh, of course. I mean, it's always the biggest category because um, it's the it's like the best category. It's like the this is the best film of the year. Essentially, what they're saying. Um, mm. Wow, that's okay. interesting. That's that's. I need to watch that. I, I guess I really got to watch it. Yeah, we really got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna start doing it every year. Whatever wins best picture, I might watch all the winners' um, films. To be honest with you, for all the stuff, but yeah, that's what um, I want to do. I want to go through the list of everybody that was nominated and try to watch them at some point because. A lot of people won. <laughs> for sure. Well, shout out to um to Coda, Child of Deaf Adults, for winning Best Pictures. I mean, clap it up for them for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, all right, who's next? Best cinematography? All okay, right. best cinematography. First off, I gotta explain this, okay? Do you know what cinematography is? Uh explain it to me. The way it what looks. What do you think it is? What do you, what does it sound like? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay the okay, best cinematography, okay. yeah, to me, it sounds like the presentation of it, the way it looks. Okay, so think of it like this. Um, 
movies are about telling a story, right? Mm-hmm. Just on film. So a lot of people just really think that like you just grab a camera and you just, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> stick it out there and people act. But it's not just about recording the movie. It's about how the image is captured. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot about the look, right? The cinematographer, who is often the director of photography or DP for short, is the person who is actually crafting the images even way before the film is shot. They're crafting the lighting and everything else, how things are lit, how things are visually going to look. Remember, a motion picture is literally that. It's just pictures that are moving. Mm-hmm. Okay? At typically 24 frames per second. <laughs> and so, what? <laughs> you um, coming in with the frames per second. Yeah, typically, you know, 24 frames per second is like the is like cinematic shooting. So we're typically at that. But and if you want to be real technical, it's 23.976. But we're not gonna get into okay. that. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Who won? Anyway. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Cinematogra- cinematography is imagine. All the photos, they set up all the photos and they are the person who is framing all the photos. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's what a director of photography or cinematographer is. And the person who won for that was um, the film Dune Dune won Best Cinematography. And uh, keep keep Dune in your mouth because... Dune won some other awards too. They now, I have did. not watched Dune. Have you watched Dune? I haven't. And I never really planned on it because I'm like, mm, not really my my style, I don't think. But I mean, I, I guess I can't say that it's not my style when I love Star Wars, but um This is true. The other I gotta watch it though, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the other nominees in this category were Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Mm. I ought to watch all of them because I thought something. Yeah, else the power was of the dog is on here a lot. That's the other thing. That's one of the issues I have with the Oscars, but we'll talk about it later. Um, I'm looking up photos from Dune. Man, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> they look nice, but they look real Star Wars esque. They look real. Um, that's what they I'm look saying. real Mandalorian. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what was in my mind. Mandalorian or um, Boba Fett. Right, 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 <laughs> right. You know, and like, so interesting that they won best cinematography, but whatever. But I need to watch Oscars it because it's got are. my girl Zendaya. You know what I'm saying? Zendaya. You know what I'm saying, Tom. I'm However sure, you pronounce it, I'm sure. It. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Tom was a uh, was close. My boy Tom Holland. Hmm. Um. All right. Let's move to best director. Best director with Power of the Dog. Like I said, these movies they're pretty much interchangeable. Uh, Jane Campion won for Power of the Dog. I don't even know what that movie's even close to about. I haven't watched a lot of these movies. Did you say so directing? Um, no, the best director, yes. Mm-hmm. Power of the Dog. Yeah. yeah Jane Campion. Uh, other oh, nominees. This is, like a, is this a Western? I don't know. Oh, it got your boy in it? Other nominees were Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, and West Side Story. Dang, okay, West Side Story. Yeah, and Licorice Pizza. Yeah, Licorice Pizza has the girl from Heim in it. The group, the, hey. the singer group. Katie loves uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And, uh, I do love in, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's in uh, The Power of the Dog, so. Okay. You might want to watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> looks like a Western, so we'll see. I feel like Westerns win a lot of films. It, uh, yeah, awards, it definitely so. looks like a Western. 
All right. Best actress. And this is, I'll throw this out there too, for for a place called Hollywood that they be acting like they really inclusive and, and forward thinking. They still got best actresses and actors. Come on now. Anyway. Right. Best <laughs> best actress uh, is Jessica Chastain. In a in leading role. Tammy Faye. Huh? Yeah. In a leading role. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they have one for a leading right? role and then supporting. Yeah. Right, right, right. So typically it's just best actress. But anyway, um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. What is this about? I have no idea. No clue. <laughs> no idea. Zero idea. Let's look it up. But Kristen Stewart did get nominated for Spencer, the movie about. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. About. See, like. Uh, uh, Princess Diana. The this got seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes and six point six on IMDb, and Metacritic gave it fifty five percent. I'm like I'm so confused. It says it's an intimate look at the extraordinary rise and fall. Dang, what's going on? I went to the actual web, website. The, in an intimate look at the extraordinary rise and fall and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker in the nineteen seventies mm-hmm. and eighties. Tammy Faye and her husband, Jim Baker, rose from humble beginnings to create the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park. Ooh, I kind of want to watch this. And were revered Ooh, we for their messages of love, acceptance, it. and prosperity. Watch it and do yeah, it. Yeah, we should watch that. And pair it with the Hill Song. <laughs> we should. Documentary. We should. We got Andrew Garfield in it, too. You know what? I'm going to watch this. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Okay. And then, of course, Next Will up. Smith won Best Actor in King Richard. And King Richard is about um, the Williams sisters and pretty much their life mm-hmm. and rise to fame. Venus and Serena. Yes, but really told through the eyes and the focus on their dad who um, really fought for them to be who they are today. So shout out to Will Smith for that. And then we got Best Supporting Actress, uh, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story, um, which is, you know, classic. And then we got Best Supporting Actor, Troy, Troy Kotzer, is that how you say your name? Coda? Is that this the one he won? Actor. Yes. Best Supporting Actor. Um, and yep. then you will be very happy about this one. Best Animated Feature Film was Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, that's not even my favorite. She's been song trying to get me Encanto, to um, watch Encanto for forever. Listen, it is so good, and I need you to watch it because we're gonna watch it and we're going to break it down on this podcast. I love it. I love it. I have been trying to get him to watch it, but she can has. we talk about the? We don't talk about Bruno performance because when Meg came out I was like wait a minute yeah I like the Meg part I don't know part. how I feel about it but I love Meg I like the Meg part I did see people on Twitter were like what are they doing and not with Meg part they were like oh the other people sound horrible but I don't know because I haven't watched the show so mm, I, I mean I haven't watched so the movie so I wouldn't horrible. know but um, yeah if you yeah, haven't watched Encanto I highly highly suggest it it's on Disney Plus um and maybe somewhere else, but definitely Disney Plus. For sure. And then the award that Chris Rock was handing out, the uh, best documentary feature, um, who won, shout out to Quest Love for Summer of Soul. 
let's go. I was so lit for that. Like I haven't, I haven't even watched it to be honest with you. Uh, but I was just lit because I love Quest Love. Yeah, so I'm sure. I haven't watched uh, that one, but um, oh yeah, yeah. There were some good ones on there. I love a good documentary. Me too. Like super good. I love it. I love like a. It got a 99 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Dang. Yeah, we need to watch that. I mean, straight up 99. That's wild. And the thing is, let me see. Let me let me let me see where the cast is and make sure everybody in this month. God is night. Billy Davis Jr. Oh, Greg Tate. Let's go. Ethel B. Come on, man. This is great. It's a documentary about the legendary 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, which celebrated African American music and culture and promoted black pride and unity. So I'm definitely gonna watch Summer of Soul because why wouldn't you? Give him right. So right. there was another category for short subject documentary, yes. and the winner of that was the Queen of Basketball. Yeah. Ben yeah. Now, now, who is yeah. that about? I don't know. We finna see. We finna see. The queen of Because I saw it on the list and I'm like, I didn't even see any, um, I didn't even see any shorts. I saw a lot of shorts this year, but not like for, uh, like this one. So let's see. This Lucia is. Lucy Harris Stewart is a pioneer in women's mm. basketball, leading a rural Mississippi college to three national titles, scoring the first back basket in women's Olympic history in 1976, being the nice. first and only woman to be drafted into the NBA. You know who EP'd that? So you know who else won the who? Oscar? Shaq and who? Steph Curry. Really? Wait, why? Yeah, they EP'd. They executive oh, producer. executive producer. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. There's another um, documentary short called Lead Me Home that is on my... I added it to my uh, list on Netflix that I want to watch, but it's essentially about... Uh, they just interview like homeless people and they're like, how did you like, what is your life like? Tell us your story. Mm, 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 mm. I want to watch that. I need to watch a bunch of stuff. And then, um, <laughs> I mean, there's, I feel like I got to watch a lot of stuff, but shout out. First off, I got to give this shout out. Dune won a lot of awards. One of them mm-hmm. was for an original score and my favorite, favorite composer when it comes to cinematic scoring, and I don't think nobody can touch him hands down. And I've been saying this is Hans Zimmer. And yeah. I think this is his first Oscar. Hans Zimmer is so cold and y'all don't be knowing. Let me just bring up this man's stuff, bro. Y'all don't be knowing, man. So. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Okay, listen. I like Star Wars. <laughs> um, Hans Zimmer did so many scores, and a score is pretty much the music in the film, um, and it, it really brings out your feelings. If you feel a certain way because the you know something is building up, that's the composer who made you made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. This man did Interstellar, Dune, Gladiator, No Time to Die, Inception, the whole Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, uh, Dunkirk, Pearl Harbor, 
the Prince of Egypt, some of the Pirates of Car uh, the Caribbean, the Wonder Woman 1984, Blade Runner 2049. Like, it's literally, I can go on for days. The Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, 12 Years a Slave, which I haven't even watched, but I know it's probably hard. And one of my favorites, where is that? Where is that? My boy, um, Hans Zimmer and um, and Pharrell did it. Uh, what's the movie about the 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 scientist trying to go in orbit with the black woman? And Regina, uh, not Regina, um, Taraji P. Henson played her. I don't know. I thought that he did Star Wars, but I was wrong. No, so. he didn't. I was like, why are you doing Star Wars? Uh, but um, I you know what I'm talking about. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, the, my uh, bad. It's like a, a <laughs> Disney uh, shout movie. Out to, Star Wars is hard, though, to too. John Williams. <laughs> yeah, I think John Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't care. Nobody, to me, nobody harder than Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And I literally, I, at work, will put on Hans Zimmer playlist and just work. Yeah, you do. I remember I that. Love, I know all his stuff. I can go with all his stuff, bro. He's so cold. Anyway... I say that to say, just we can move this episode along. Doom won a lot of stuff, okay? <laughs> they won a bunch of stuff. They won uh, music awards for original score. They um, they won they film won editing. Film editing. They won something else too. Production design. Um, they just won sound in general. They won visual effects. They won. So Dune obviously did a very great job uh, on the film. And I'm probably going to watch that one first out of all of the... the, the uh, the films. Is there anyone you want to like highlight? That way we don't miss it because honestly, if we could do all of them, we gonna we be, be here, here for forever. forever. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. uh Billy Eilish won. So shout out yeah. to her and her song "No Time to Die" won uh, best original song. So I was happy for and, her. It did be. And do out. you want to know? Go ahead. It did it did beat out one of the songs from Encanto, but that's okay. Shout out to her. I wanna say I saw a video today talking about how Hans Zimmer was working with her with that as well. Oh really? Yep. Because you know he did the uh, score. So look. Yeah. He did. So he got another one too. Let's go, Hans. He did the orchestration. <laughs> the mm -hmm. song features orchestration by Hans Zimmer and was produced by Phineas O'Connell. Which is so Billy Eilish's brother. Yeah, we know this. Shout out to, shout out to Phineas. Shout out to uh, uh, Billy. Shout out to Hans Zimmer again. And my boy. I love Hans Zimmer so much, man. He's got a master class. I'll be watching this stuff on master class. Um, like I could do any of that. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. he does. And he's so just like, he's so... If you just watch him work, he is like a genius. He'll literally be like... You know, I, I'm watching this scene. I just kind of feel like it. it's music is a little bit of tension. It's here. It's there. And he'll just play like four keys, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. And you really wanted to graduate to this. And it's like, and you're like, oh, my God, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. All he did was like one simple thing, but it made me feel so exactly what he wanted me to feel. Right. Genius, man. Genius, genius, genius. Um, another one that I did want to highlight is that Cruella won costume design, which costume, I think that that yes. category is so fun because, I mean, you think about, especially if they're a timepiece, 
you know? Like, mm. Uh, mm. I think Serrano, I don't know what it's about, but they had some pretty cool-looking uh, costumes. And then West Side Story, the very colorful Spanish Harlem. Facts. Uh, like a little A24 film. Yeah, Nightmare Alley, and then Dune. Incredible. Nightmare Alley had a cool look. Their outfits look pretty cool, too. I haven't seen it, but from the previews and from the um, poster, it looks pretty pretty cool. Um, I love time pieces, so it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do that. Speaking of, we went to go see uh, the movie X. With uh, it had Kid Cudi in it and your girl. What's, what's your girl name? Uh, Brittany Snow. Yes. It was a time piece. It was 1979. I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. I think they did too. It was the... I'm not, Don't come for it me. It was weird. But Go I ahead. am not a huge A24 fan. Like, and shout out to Matt and shout out to Katie because these are the two people that I know that will ride for A24 until the wheels fall off. They love all of the movies that A24 puts out. And I'm just like, they're so weird. Like, um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah. But this one was, this one was cool. I like this one. I just think that sometimes, I think when it comes to their, um, horror, sometimes they're hit or miss, but I don't think that, I mean, they have other films that are incredible. Right. So, um, I mean, I Uncut like Gems. Euphoria. Incredible. Uncut well, Euphoria, Gems. I think they only did like a, yeah, Uncut Gems. Euphoria, I only believe they did like an episode. One episode, uh, yeah. And like, yeah. and But I didn't like Zola. But we like Lady Uncut Bird. Gems. They did Lady Bird. Mid-90s was hard. X, uh, Machina was hard. Um, they won for, um, they did Moonlight too, right? I wanted to say they did Moonlight. I think so. That sounds right. So I mean they they have some they got some they got some bullets in the chamber, bro. They really do. But I also feel like a lot of their movies, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> or like, why would they do what they want to do? But I did like some aspects about the movie. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought um, yeah. they also did the tragedy of Macbeth. Really cool. So shout out to that. But I think that was really cool. Like some of the editing editing things were like pretty dope. And I liked that like. They are, they're willing to like take chances on pretty much everything. They will, mm-hmm. they'll take a chance. And I like that. I like yeah, that from a filmmaking fair. standpoint, they'll take a chance. And sometimes that chance means that the movie is probably not going to be liked by a lot of people. And then sometimes it means it's going to be really great. It's going to win an award. So shout out to them for that. Uh, A24 yeah. are always coming through with something. But let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, we held, if we hosted our own Oscars or whatever, what would be your best picture this year? Best picture that you saw? What was the best movie you saw this year? Oh. <laughs> um. I think I'm going to have to say Spider-Man. <laughs> wow. Because I'm going to say the same thing, bro. And it no wasn't way. because it was just like, oh, for sure. It wasn't because, you know, I was in the theater and everybody was lit. I honestly think. When you take into consideration the the three Spider-Mans, the, the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, and how they did not cheaply, they did it very tastefully, mm-hmm. incorporated Andrew Garfield and Tobey, Tobey Maguire, 
as well as other villains. Right. Into a movie, and it was a storyline that was flawless. It was acting that was great, and it was action that was amazing as well. There was not in the moments in them. I haven't cried in the movie in a long time. I cried in that movie. I cried like four times during that movie. Good lord. The the moments alone, I think, would just this. It was a cinema great moment, and I think it was a cinema great film. Um, it was so the ones for the ones that I saw this year. It, that was definitely the best. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't seen a lot that people considered the best. So, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, all the stuff that do. was on the Oscars list, we didn't right. see all, all of that. Um, so we 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 get into that. We're not even talking about that. Um, but for sure, I think that was the best. Now the Oscars, they don't give out awards for worst. But what was the worst? Do you have a worst? I don't know. I do. Uh. <laughs> I'll probably say old. Oh my God. We did see that. Okay, hold on. Let me think. That's a pretty You know, shout out to uh what's that was M Night. M Night Is that M Night? Yeah. Yes. M Night. But that yeah, movie was that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> that was trash. I think I like like the last uh, ten minutes of it when you figure oh. out what's going on. And it's like, wow, that was such a good premise for this. But I feel like it failed. It did not Just, land. <laughs> and you know who would have did well with it? A24. A24. <laughs> A24 would have did well with it. Okay, old. Okay. Now, if I'm talking about movies I saw in the theater, then yes. I, I might have to agree with you. Old. Trash. I also but watched overall. a movie called Velocipaster. Oh, my God. That movie <laughs> Okay. was garbage. I don't know why you watch that. I sent a TikTok to Corey uh, about this movie and somebody was watching it and they were like, what even is this movie? And so I sent it to Corey like, LOL, this is funny. And he's like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Why? You already see that it's the stupidest movie. Because you have to. I wholeheartedly believe this. One, at some point when I'm a filmmaker, people will watch my... um films and i might be where velocipaster is even though i think i'm cold as cheese so i think that sometimes you really have to watch bad movies to appreciate the really good ones to appreciate the work and the budget and the and the thought process and the team and the effort that that it takes to make a good film for you to be able to go into movies and watch it and be like oh this was a great film because if you don't watch them bad b movies you are really there's no movie out this is what I'm trying to say. If it's like the worst player in the NBA, right? People would be like, oh, he's so trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to other NBA players, he may yeah, be. Yeah, true. But if you let him go to any open gym in the world, he's smack- he the best player out there. True. And will be for the longest time. So it's hard unless you see that even the worst player at the highest is still the best. It's hard to have a, like a real appreciation for film. Fair. So every once in a I'll while, I got to watch some of these trash movies. Velocipaster, though, was trash. But it was funny, though. I ain't gonna front. It was funny. So if you watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about a, a priest who needs to go find himself because he's losing his faith. And then he has a little run-in where now he has a taste for blood and he turns into a velociraptor. <laughs> but he's also a priest. And he also falls in love with a hooker. But that's the oh, premise of the movie. Uh, so you should go watch it. That sounds like kind of funny, doesn't it? And the CGI is terrible. There's actually one part of the movie where legitimately they didn't have enough money in the budget to blow up a car. 
So it says visual effects car exploding on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in the TikTok I sent you. And that made uh, you want to watch it? Yes, because I understood that he didn't have budget. So instead of them cutting it out, they just put it in there as like a little bit of satire, you know, a little bit of comedy. Yeah, true. You know, so anyway. Ooh, all right. The Oscars, man. Yeah. I hope one day I win an Academy Award. Um, I've been doing a lot of film things here lately. Uh, Katie has been actually accompanying accompanying me as well. Um, it's been all cool stuff. So I'm I'm looking to move more into the short film and documentary area. Um, and I believe that I can get there. You, do you believe I can get there? One hundred percent. You be seeing the stuff I be shooting. Yeah. So she get I all my images at night, do. y'all. I'll be waking her up at night when she sleep. And I'd be like, hey, look at this shot real quick. She'd be like, mm, looks know. good. I'm like, dang, I probably shouldn't have woke her up, but I was so excited to get this shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so hope thank that you, you for your and you're welcome. We hope that you enjoyed this and we hope that you will watch some of these with us because we're going to be watching some of them too. So who knows? We might bring them back down here and uh, break them down and go over them facts, on facts. the podcast. So. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Anything for you need sure. to say, Corey? Um, support your friends and family in their creative outlooks and passions because you never know. One day they may also be winning awards in their field and you don't want to be the person that says, oh, I want to support you now or look, oh, I know this person. Why don't you just support them in their passion even at the lowest level that's all i got to say amen um so next time you're watching your favorite show and your streaming service says are you still watching always press next just do it bye y'all <laughs>